What's up, everyone? I'm Ruthina Porterfield, and this is Liberated Conversations with Ruthina. It's our monthly devotion episode, and the excerpt for this one comes from an entire blog series on my website, ruthinaporterfield.com, titled Repossession. The series follows my journey right after my car was repossessed. Yes, my car was repoed. And now I can say that without shame because, hey, this is Liberated Conversations. This is exactly where we talk about those personal experiences that are common to many, but rarely discussed. And repossession is actually quite common. And so is questioning God, which is exactly what I did in this excerpt. And it reads, I walked through the empty parking space back into my apartment and sat on the sofa. I fought back tears. I began to question everything I thought I heard from God. My entire life, particularly the last 13 years, had been based on one promise I thought he made. Was I really that crazy? Did I think I had a relationship with him that I really didn't? This episode tackles the question, what is God doing? It's the name of the devotion we did this month, and I must admit, it caught me a little off guard. So take a listen and join the conversation. Liberated Conversations with Ruthina is sponsored by the Andrea Chanel Signature Hair Care Collection. For all of your healthy hair care needs, go to andreachanelhair.com. I am... Super excited. Um, I hope you got a chance to do the devotion with us. Um, you don't have to have done it um, to enjoy it and talk with us and, and and converse about it. But it was the devotion called What is God Doing? Which is a question that I'm sure many of us, if not all of us, have been asking this year. Me, myself, I have actually been asking that question for a while now, particularly during the last I don't know, 14 years since I moved to L.A., um, which is why the excerpt that I will and have attached to this episode uh, was written a year ago on my blog, ruthinaporterfield.com. And it was a blog entitled A Week After the Repo. And I really encourage you to go to the website and I'm going to put it up here just so you can see it. I encourage you to go to the website and check out um, the series called Repossession. It chronicles my whole journey after my car got repoed. And yes, I said that without shame. That series really digs into my journey. Um, It digs into me asking God, God, what are you doing? What were you doing? But it also kind of digs into how he responded which is why I really want you to check it out. I noticed that when I kind of reread those posts, it really kind of went in sync with what we covered or what we read and learned from the devotion that we just did. So you guys definitely go check out that um, blog series repossession on ruthinaporterfield.com. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about it. That's what we're here to do. We're going to talk about it. And of course, I'm going to talk about it with my devotion partner, 
Erin Lichtansky, and we're going to dive right in and dig into what it is we learn. And you guys, I want you guys to comment. This is a conversation. So put your comments in the comment section. I want to hear what you guys learned or what you gleaned from it. Um, that's the whole point of this whole thing. So we can all share together. So you guys, it's the devotion episode and I am here with Erin. Hi, Erin. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. It's great to see you, Ruthina. It's good to see you again. We are going to jump right in. I am super excited. I loved this devotion. Erin, what did you think? I loved it so much. I mean, I feel like I had some honest moments where I think in my comment section, I was telling you like, you know, God wants more of the glory in different like sections like that. I was kind of like, I don't know. I had a hard week, the week that I was doing it. And so I was just kind of more raw in my answers. But I think overall, what I took away from it was um, the one of the big things that stood out for me was like coming to God in prayer with gratefulness and a list of things that he's already done, um, which I'm sure you were going to bring up more later. But then also that idea of what am I praying for? And is it only for myself? Um, things that I want answered rather than like, maybe for others around me or, or things that God puts on my heart that don't necessarily have to just do with me. Yeah. I, um, it was a good one. What, what's so strange about this particular one was I spotted it. A friend of mine had actually done it before. And you know how it kind of shows up in your Bible app, what you, um, like if you're with friends and if they're doing certain plans, that's Mm -hmm. how I found it. Um, and so I was kind of happy to see that. Um, so I was like, yeah, I think I want to share this one. <laughs> I think this is something to work with. Um, yeah. What we're going to do is just like always, we're going to go through day by day, you guys. So um, we are going to jump right in. When we went through the devotion again, it was called What is God Doing? And the first day was about listening. What kind of threw me a little bit about this devotion was it was nothing like what I expected. I thought it was going to be, I guess, kind of a venting session. And it wasn't. Um, It was not a venting session. It was a teaching session. (laughs) And it really went through step by step how to understand what God is doing. The first day actually started off with just listening And it went on this whole spiel about how to kind of listen to God and how to kind of hear from him. Um, I think Aaron is back. Yes. I'm back, hopefully here to stay. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, yeah, I was talking about how how the first day was really about listening Mm -hmm. and I really talked about how it threw me for a second because I actually thought I thought the plan was going to be a venting session about you being frustrated with God. And it turned out to be more of a teaching session. Yeah. Um, Did you feel like that? I did. It kind of like sideswiped me. I was like, oh, they they knew we wanted to vent. But then they're like, actually, um, why don't we really take a look at what needs to happen? Why don't you listen a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. Got, got it. Point me. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. 
it jumped right into being listening and it talked about getting quiet. Like it really talked about the first two days were about Elijah. And if anyone knows those stories about Elijah, um, Elijah was this prophet that who heard from God and he went through a lot of stuff, but it really focused on this whole idea of us looking for God in the big, huge, mag- just magnificent, miraculous ways. When in actuality, most of the time he speaks to us in these peaceful, still, quiet voices. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I find that. I feel like when I'm quiet and when I'm still um, is when I hear God the most clearly, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I it was a strange. Um, it's so funny because you're you're not taught necessarily how to hear God when you're younger. Um, I remember watching this show growing up called what was it? Uh, Joan of Arcadia. Joan of Arcadia. I don't know if you remember that show. Um, it didn't last very long. <laughs> um, but one of the lines that I remember the most about that show is. She said, why is it that when you talk to God, it's normal. But if you hear from God, you're considered to be crazy. Like that one kind of threw me. And I realized that's how it is. And you guys, funny story. Um, I was watching um, this, this show called Now with Natalie. And I don't know if you're familiar with it. It actually comes on the Hillsong Network. But they were, she was interviewing one of my favorite actresses, um, someone, uh, an actress by the name of Yvonne Orji. And I noticed that every time this actress is interviewed and she talks about how God spoke to her in regarding her career, everyone's always kind of blown away because no one understands that God really does speak to us. And I'm here to tell you he does. And I think people don't accept that or grasp it because everyone is looking for him to speak to to you or speak to us in these grand, huge, magnificent ways. When in actuality, he wants to speak to us in the still, small voice so that we can hear because he wants that intimate type conversation with us. And I think it's super important to understand that a lot of times you just kind of have to get quiet and listen and don't make it so complicated. People make prayer complicated people. They really do. But it really is not that complicated. Really, it is about getting still and being focused and saying, you know what, God, I need to hear from you. What's up? And a lot of times he'll speak right to where you are. Um, listening was huge, but we actually went into the second day where we talked about asking, which I love the order. And and Aaron will join us again in a few. But I loved that they started with listening first because that is something we all need to do, not just when it comes to God, but when it comes to each other. We need to learn how to listen first. I love the whole thing that you hear a lot of times from people where they say, hey, God gave us two ears and one mouth. So he expects us to listen way more than we talk. (laughs) And so 
this devotion really kind of reinforced that by starting off with listening first. But on the second day, it finally got into asking. And when it got into asking, it started focusing on what exactly are you asking for and why? And for me, that was a situation. Um, Aaron is back. What um, I love, and one of the things that I noted was that I love that it started with listening first and asking came later because we are meant to listen more than we are to speak, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so with me, when it talked about asking, it made it reminded me of this whole concept of how we ask for things, but why do we ask for them? Yeah. And this whole idea of, you know, what is our goal? Are we asking because we want more of him or we want it itself? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And so like, what were you thinking? Um, I can't remember your comment. What were you thinking when you, um, on your second day? Yeah. And you're talking about day two, it sounds like. Um, when we were talking about asking and we lost her again. Um, I think at the end of the day, if we're asking to give God glory or are we asking just for ourselves, right? Like, are we asking just to, um, get, 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 I want, I want, I want, um, the child, right. Which he does say, come to us, like come to him like a child, but it's the intimacy that he longs for. It's that, that relationship for you to understand how much he loves you when he gives you stuff. It's not just to give it to you. He's giving it to you because he loves you and he wants you to experience that huge, huge love that he has to offer. Um, I was checking on Aaron there and she's not there. Okay. A big question. And I'm hoping to get Aaron back because one of the things that she touched on in her comments was the whole idea of asking for God's glory. If what you're asking is going to bring God glory in some way. And um, I know with me, it took a minute to kind of understand how to ask for those things in that way. Um, It took a minute to really grasp, look, I want this, but is it going to somehow shine a light towards you, Lord? Or is it going to shine a light on me? Is it all about me? And the reality is he gives us stuff, not just to shine the light on us, but he wants us to shine the light, like turn the spotlight back on him. That's the kind of the whole purpose when he gives us stuff. But I love that Aaron kind of really asked about understanding exactly what God's glory is and and what really that whole concept, because we always talk about it. You hear about it in church and you hear kind of the cliche remarks about it. But I don't know if we clarify it, really. Um, I was wondering, Aaron, if since the devotion started or since we ended, have you gotten any more clarity? Did you 
kind of look into it a little more? Like what were your, what have you gleaned about God's glory? Yeah, I feel like, um, I think something you actually put in your comment made the most sense to me. It was, it was something like, um, God's, God's glory being like him wanting to have more intimacy with us. So something about like that word glory I heard a while back has to do with significance. So like a, a weight and like a weightiness of God's significance and, um, Glory is kind of like this esoteric idea in my mind of like, oh, it just means like bright light and like um, radiance or something. But I think the idea of having more intimacy with God is connected to it somehow. So like us being more, more one with him and just involving him in every aspect of our everyday lives, I think brings him more glory. So to me, there's like a connectedness, but it's like two concepts that like don't normally go together. So yeah. do you think what it's about somehow. I haven't quite got to the root of it for myself. I would love mm-hmm. to do like a, a word study on the Greek and the Hebrew and, and learn more yeah, about it. All deep into it, right? <laughs> I um One of the things that I have come to understand more about it and for me, and this is for me personally, um, I think I was really... I got really tuned into it when I began to see it more as a physical manifestation of his presence in some way. Um, Whether it's I'm walking down the street and I'm like, you know what, God, I just I need to feel your glory. Like I need to see your glory. I need to feel your glory because I think people look for it in church and in the sanctuary all the time. When, I mean, even David talks about, you know, I long to experience your glory outside. So he's going to, his glory is going to be everywhere. He's not confined within a building, which we know very, very clearly now, since we haven't been able to be in the building for a while. For me, it has has been a thing of understanding, okay, when I'm walking outside and let's say something as terrestrial as looking up in the sky and seeing some cloud or something and really mm-hmm. beginning to appreciate it and feeling kind of that, that presence, or it can be as off the wall as I'll tell you a strange one off the wall. As I was walking down the street one day, I was walking towards the store or something like that. And I was I I was not feeling my best. I was kind of ups, not upset, but I was getting a little perturbed at life and situations. And as I'm walking, and like you, I talk to him a lot when I walk. Um, I really tend to have conversations with him. I get to vent on him when I walk a little bit. And so I'm walking and I'm like, look, God, I don't see you in this situation So you need to show yourself because I'm telling you right now, I'm not feeling you. And straight up, it was me crossing the street and I'm walking down like a a side street going towards the store. And this guy pulls up in a sports car and he is thugged out, but he's blasting um, kind of Christian hip hop. Like it was just like, just like all the other guys with those huge bass systems start, um, blasting their music. 
But I'm telling you, it was so amazing to just hear Jesus bumping out of the car with this mad bass music and looking at this dude. And it was as if it was if God was saying, yep, if I can be with this dude, yep, I'm with you too. Trust. Like it was, it was so cool. Um, um, let me see. Aaron is back. Um, I don't know if you caught the story. I heard, I heard your story. Some of it. Yeah. Okay. So um, I think remembering to ask because the point is to give God glory. Um, I also, I told Aaron and I was telling, I was letting her know in the comment section that um, I taught, it's so cool when I teach um, children's church, because a lot of times I feel like I'm teaching myself as well. Mm-hmm. And so um, I taught them this whole thing about miracles and how God, God does miracles to show his love and to show his power. And I remember that lesson so clearly because I was like, oh, that's why, that's why you do it. It wasn't just about feeding the 5,000 people. It was about showing who you are and showing that you love them enough to say, you know what? I know you guys are hungry. Like, I'm not stupid. I know you're hungry. Let me make sure you're taken care of. And he loves us the same way. The third day we went into expecting. And that was really cool. Um, I think a big thing about this particular day was understanding when we ask, are we asking, for me, this is how I put it. When we ask, are we asking to make ourselves feel better about the situation or are we asking because we know that's the person that's going to take care of it? Mm-hmm. that's um that's kind of the thing that's what I kind of got from it what what were you feeling do you remember your comments yeah yeah I was thinking like there's things that I've asked God for for such a long time that have gone seemingly unanswered and I know that what I feel like what I read in scripture and when I pray and the Holy Spirit talks to me about that it's basically like yep I lost her again yeah, we, we talked about understanding the concept of expectation. I think for me, it went back to they had a great kind of uh, kind of uh, analogy where we go to this well and we do this all the time. Right. We go to um, the mall or someplace where they have these beautiful fountains with all the water and we toss in um, we'll toss in some quarter well I hope not a quarter but we we talk we toss in stuff like um like pennies or nickels or whatever for wishes and we 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 basically know that it's kind of a joke tossing in those coins we we basically kind of know but the reality is a lot of times I think we approach God that way where we get on our knees and we 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 ask and it's like we're asking just to ask just so we can feel better about the situation you were saying something regarding expectation yeah just that um 
you know, asking God about the why of things that like have gone unanswered for a really long time. And that expectation of like wanting an answer, believing for it in the way that I imagine that it will be and knowing like that God's working on it, even when I can't see it and that the answer may look different, may come later or the answer might be no, whatever it is, trusting in God's goodness, no matter how it plays out and really thanking and believing him for the the best and the right answer, no matter how it comes out. And then also like making a list of things that God is already doing is always so encouraging. That was one thing that um, you and I were talking about in the comments as well is like, it's so humbling because you're like, God is already doing A through Z and beyond. And there's these few things that I'm still waiting for. And if I keep asking myself, well, why not this get getting answered? Why is this not getting answered? I know, um, right? Yeah. And I get hung up on the why. And I'm like, if I keep asking why, I'm going to lose my mind. Because I, on the side of heaven, I don't think I will ever know why. <laughs> so oh um, there's so much joy in, in surrendering to the unknown in that. And also um, being content in where we are and still putting the prayers forward, still believing answers, but, but being content and, and humble by like gratefulness of where we are, what we have already. Right. Right. That really, um, it really kind of got into, cause you were getting into even the fourth day when we talk about surrendering and Aaron, I'm going to tell you, I have, and everyone who's listening, I have a huge, like, I'm just now starting to get into being cool or being okay with God's sovereignty, this whole idea of he's going to do whatever he wants to do when he wants to do it, um, which is a part of him being God. And I can accept that, but boy, did I have a hard time connecting, praying with his sovereignty because it was this idea of, well, if you're going to do whatever you want to do anyway, why should I pray? Like, what is, what is the point and asking you to do anything where you're going to do whatever it is that you want to do. And so when you start talking about surrendering and praying in a way that says, you know what, God, whatever you want to do, I'm good with it. It has taken a long time and it's, I'm still growing to be honest with you. Um, I've gotten a whole lot better because I had to literally do a study on him being sovereign and praying, even though he's, I had to do a study on it. I had to like really talk to him about it. And again, I'm still growing, but I do what kind of comforts me in the whole surrendering part is the trust issue, right? It's this idea of, look, I'm going to follow you and I'm going to do whatever it is that you are calling me to do Mm -hmm. because I know that you're not going to let me just fall to nothing. Like you're not just going to let me be destroyed or you're not going, everything you're going to do is going to be for my good. That's what it boils down to. Everything that God is going to do for me is going to be for my good. And if I keep that in mind, then the surrendering part becomes easier and easier and his sovereignty becomes easier to accept because it's not easy. Oh my gosh, it is not easy accepting it. But 
like I said, over time, and especially, especially as you begin to get to know him better. And that's true in any relationship, right? When you think about it, you begin to trust someone more and more as you begin to spend more time with them. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's, it's the same concept with God. As you begin to spend more time with him, as you begin to talk to him more, as you begin to listen more, right. you know, you begin to be a little more comfortable with the idea of surrendering to whatever it is that he wants to do. And so the last day was actually about focus, which was kind of cool. And I liked it because it offered a lot of practical tips on how to ask, listen, and find out exactly what God is doing. Because the whole idea was to answer the question, God, what are you doing? What is God doing? And it went through a, a series, it offered some practical tips. The practical tips were, the, and these were just a few. There were so many to do. But the practical tips that they offered were ditch your devices. Hello, people. So come off those phones. Turn them off, turn your TVs off, your tablets off, your computers off, ditch your devices. Another really cool tip they had was walks, which is something that Aaron and I both do. But going for walks um, and another good uh, tip was to isolate yourself, which basically just meant to kind of get find a space where you can be mm-hmm. by yourself Um, where you won't be interrupted. And this can be difficult, of course, for those of us who are wives, mothers, especially. Um, That can be really, really difficult. But here's what I kind of say to that. Um, And I say this because we say this a lot to, and I'm going to get really cute here, we say this a lot when we start talking about relationships and with guys, right? Um, I remember being in a relationship and having an issue with this guy who was not calling me as much as I wanted him to or communicating, you know? And one of the things that I said to him was, you make time for what you want to make time for. Exactly. And you know what? The same thing kind of goes with God too. <laughs> you make time for him if you want to make time for him because there's 24 hours in a day and we always say that's not a lot because you got to sleep and all this stuff but in reality you kind of find the time to do the things that you want to do it definitely that's exactly and so I think it's this idea of understanding okay I'm going to make time for the person who's controlling my time the person I I need to make time for the person for the for the creator of the universe whose time whose hand time is actually in, and so if you can make time for that, I and I also compare it to as well. You know, we always talk about paying tithes, and you know, you give ten percent of your money to to the church, but I think also that can actually be applied to our time as well. When you think about 24 hours in a day, right? 
if you gave God two minutes and 40 seconds of uninterrupted time, like, or if you gave God two hours and 40 minutes of uninterrupted time, which is a little more difficult, but if you gave God just a specific amount of time a day, and here's the thing, man, it doesn't have to look the same every day. It doesn't have to look like anyone else's day or anyone else's time with God. It's not like you have, it has to look like, um, it doesn't have to look like church. It doesn't have to, um, it doesn't have to look like a prayer service. It's just making time. One of the things that, um, Aaron was saying was, and I think I can add her here. One of the things that Aaron was saying was, you said, definitely creating more quiet times, less screen time and social and social media was great. What was what were you saying? Yeah, that, that adding in a buffer of time. Yeah, I, I think she was saying she was also talking about making time for God in the morning. First thing, a lot of people, I think a lot of people find that the most convenient. Um, I know for me, uh, just I'll say like a year or so, a year or so ago, I had to start waking up early because my mornings um, kind of shifted a little bit. And this is going to be a great segue. Um, my mornings kind of shifted as a result of losing my car. Again, you guys, you definitely have to go to the website and read the blog series Repossession um, because it talks about that journey. But um, my mornings kind of shifted to where I had to wake up super, super early as a result of me not having my own transportation. And so I realized that I had to go to sleep earlier in order to wake up earlier, which means I had to make the time to get up earlier so that I could be to work on time. And I realized once stuff changed for me and I didn't have to um, be to work at that time anymore, I was like, you know what? Why should my schedule change now? Because why should I take my body off of that time clock? Because this human thing has changed. Why don't I just devote that time, which would have normally gone to having to get to work and all the hustle and bustle. Why can't I just devote that time to God? And so that's what I did. I just, instead of changing my sleep pattern back to the old thing where I woke up late or whatever, I said, you know what, God, this time is yours because I know I can get up. If I can get up for work, then I can get up for the person who gave me the job. And so that was a big, um, that was something that really has affected our relationship and helped me to grow some more. Um, But again, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the morning. Mornings are good. It's always great to start your day with him. But you can also evenings, afternoons, before you go to bed, um, your lunch breaks. Oh, my gosh, you guys. I cannot tell you how at other jobs, especially when I worked corporate America and I had um, like those long lunch breaks. That was time that I spent with him instead of sitting in your break room, gossiping about whoever or talking about your job or complaining about it. Right. You can go to the side somewhere. And you know what? How about invite God to lunch with you? <laughs> like there are just, there are ways that you can spend time with him to be still and listen 
Um, I know, Erin, you said you do your walks. You do your walks in the morning. Is that correct? Yeah, I usually take a walk in the morning or and or quiet time. And that's my time that I feel like I can hear God the best. I never used to be a morning person. Um, mm-hmm. And then once I was like, okay, I like this because yeah. I'm okay. And it's like, there's nothing distracting me. Yeah, that's a really special time for me. I really like try to guard that time with God because it kind of sets my brain up for how I'm going to think about the whole day. Whatever happens, uh, I have like a framework in place of I started the day with a grateful heart and connecting with the creator of the universe. Yeah. Um, whatever else happens is going to be a cherry on top. Or if it's challenging, I, st- I still have my center very like solid. And I know yeah. I am and what I'm doing today, <laughs> my purpose. Right. right, right. Yeah. I, um, I, I definitely have started to guard that time as well. I love that, that phrase guarding your time with him. Um, the same way that you would guard your time that you spend with your child as a parent, um, because you mm-hmm. love that person and you want that you want that child to know that they are special and important to you and that they are um, a priority. God, imagine how because we were talking about how God is an emotional being, really guarding and setting that side of time, time, setting that time aside so that God can know that he is a priority in your life because he wants to know that, like he wants to feel that just like you want to feel that on the, on earth. He wants to feel that same way and he knows when he's not. So that's, I think that's super important. I loved this particular devotion and I see Aaron said she totally agrees. I loved this devotion and I loved it because of the element of surprise, because when we went into the devotion, you go in thinking it's one thing and it was something completely different, but the different that it was, it was so for your good and it was so, um, so impactful. And so um, I'm hoping that you really like the devotion too. Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do, you guys. This is how it's going to work. This month, well, last month, last month, we basically announced the the devotion. I think we announced it pretty early, but this is how we're going to flow from now on. All of our devotions will be announced on the 15th of each month, right? So on the 15th of October, we will announce the devotion that we're going to be doing for November. We will start the devotion on the 20th. Um, The devotions will usually be somewhere between three and five days long. Um, They will never be more than five days, ever be more than five days, unless it's something really, really great that we found. We'll try to keep it it to five days. And so you'll have from the 20th to the 25th, 24th, 25th, to do the devotion. But you still, like, say you started late. You can still jump in because you can have the rest of the month. We're going to be doing it starting on starting on the 20th of each month, but you'll have the rest of the month to do it so that if you miss a day, you can catch up. Yeah. And I think that's important. We want to kind of give you a buffer to kind of join in or jump in because everyone's schedule is different, right? 
Right. Yeah, exactly. We'd love for you guys to join in when you can and leave comments and we can have discussion and build a little community together inside of the app and in our thoughts and exchanging ideas. I think that's where a lot of faith gets really built up, honestly. And so what you're going to want to do is if you friend, and I know when you say friend, people think Facebook, right? And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Erin, but the Bible app actually finds friends from you for you off of Facebook. Is that correct? Yes, it does. I think it does kind of find friends for you off of Facebook. You guys, if you search my name, you can actually just go on um, and look for Ruthina Porterfield and my name will pop up and I will be able to accept you as a friend. And I think what I'm, I might even do a Facebook live. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do another Facebook live so that I can show you how to actually go into the app and like search for people. And then that way we can all be kind of connected so that you're able to join us in the devotions. Now, if you're not able to friend us, don't worry about it. Just go ahead and do the devotion and then jump on. I know we have some technical difficulties that may have prevented people from kind of joining joining on today. But if you're not able to kind of friend or get that connection, don't worry about it. Just join the devotion. And when we do our live devotion episode, then you'll be able to leave your comments and we'll all be able to discuss it together. So that's kind of kind of how it works. I'm super excited for the next one. Super, super excited. So you guys be on the lookout for the next devotion. In the meantime, also be on the lookout for the next episode. I hope that you got something out of this. If you heard or saw something that freed your mind or freed your spirit in some way, I hope that it touched you and had some effect. In the meantime, you can check out my website at ruthinaportico.com. And until our next conversation, peace, stay cool, and God bless.